Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on What's on TV, TV Times and TV and Satellite Week magazine. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 24th of March 2023, including the return of gripping Paramount Plus thriller Yellow Jackets and the hunt for country music's next star in My Kind of Country on Apple TV+. And we'll also be checking out the return of Greg Davis' sitcom The Cleaner on BBC iPlayer and remembering the Waco siege um, in documentary series Waco American Apocalypse on Netflix. But first, Ian, what is in the news, please? In the Netflix rom-com Mother of the Bride, Brooke Shields will play Lana, who is stunned when she learns her daughter Emma plans to marry the son of her ex. What else is in the news, Hannah? Jonathan Majors will star in and produce Prime Video's film The Understudy, about a Broadway actor taking desperate measures to get his turn in the spotlight. Pretty broad selection this week. We've got a documentary, we've got a comedy, we've got a sort of talent show, and we've got a returning drama. So we're going to kick off on Paramount+. Plus. It's season two of Yellow Jackets, and here's a clip. Once upon a time, there was a place called the wilderness. It was beautiful, but it was also violent and misunderstood. And it waited and waited to befriend whoever arrived. So this arrives on Friday, the 24th of March. It's a thriller. There are 10 episodes. I've heard a lot of good things about Yellow Jackets, as I'm sure you have. But I didn't see series one. And I'll start by saying you need to watch it because it's it, there's a lot going on. And it also takes place over two different timelines with different actors playing the characters in those different periods. So, yeah, if you've not seen series one, go back and watch it. But I managed to get my head around what was going on despite not having seen it. And there is a little catch-up teaser at the beginning of the first episode. So the gist is, for those who've not watched Yellow Jackets, the Yellow Jackets are an American girls football squad and they were in a plane crash in the Canadian wilderness. This happened in 1996, that timeline. And we follow how they survived basically they managed to find a cabin but it became very tribal and savage and they had to resort to cannibalism and it was all pretty scary and awful some of them kind of unraveled uh you know others died people were injured one character particularly came into her own in the wilderness but anyway then in 2021 we catch up with them they they were rescued and they came back home and now we we now catch up with them all these years later to see what's happening in their lives but they're still haunted by the secrets of what happens during that terrible ordeal in the wilderness so i thought it was fantastic i must say it's really really gripping fascinating it's got a terrific cast as well including christina ricci plays the 
adult version of Misty, who was, I think she was kind of like the kit woman who in the wilderness, her sort of medical expertise suddenly made her, you know, incredibly resourceful and she, she felt she had value. Then there's the brilliant Juliette Lewis. Uh, she's great in this. She plays the adult Natalie. And at the end of series one, I gather from what happens in series two, she was kidnapped and you find out the story behind that in, in at the start of series two. So there's a great character called Shauna, who's very much at the, the heart of the start of this new season. So I don't want to give too much away for people who are going to go back, but some she did something at the end of season one and covering it up is is at the heart of her storyline at the beginning of season two and how that's affecting her relationship with her husband, Jeff, who back in the wilderness actually was going out with, with Shauna's friend. So that's a bit of backstory there. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on here, but it's really brilliantly done. There's some quite weird kind of supernatural stuff that there's one character who she ran out of her drugs to kind of treat her schizophrenia in the wilderness, of course. And so strange things started to happen, almost like strange visions. It's quite interesting to see what happens to her in her adult life. So I will definitely go back and watch series one of this because I think it's absolutely great. And also, which we trailed last week, but he doesn't feature in episode one, but Elijah Wood, the wonderful Elijah Wood of Hobbit fame, uh, he's going to be joining the cast as Walter who, like Misty, the outsider, is a kind of um, amateur detective. So, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on. There's sort of rehab and there's there's these, um, there's this weird, almost like a cult um, group as well. There's an unhappy family life. It's, there's a, a politician who's doing terrible things. It's all going on. It's a brilliant conceit, I must say. It's absolutely fantastic. So it was... Yeah, I was recommended it, and it and it certainly lived up to expectations and more. What did you think, Hannah? I enjoyed it. I I like you. Um, I think you absolutely need to see what happened before. You, I mean, you can catch up, but it, it you really need to see have have the setting, I suppose, of where this starts. Um, I think it sounds I'm mindful. It sounds really complicated when we're talking about it, and I suppose it kind of is because there's these two different timelines jumping to and from and i think that it, it if you don't know the backgrounds of each of these people then you've got to play catch up and it and it, and it can be tricky as i say they can't you i think if you watch the first series you you know those characters inside out and you know the secrets and what have you but i don't think it is as um difficult to uh, or as complicated as perhaps we're making it sound and as much as um it's very i find it very interesting you know that that how people behave after i mean okay it's not real it's a thriller it's 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 kind of scary in places but the idea that that changes you an event in your life can change you so much and then how that kind of affects your your um your course of life i suppose and that's what's playing out in this so i kind of find the whole thing really interesting it's really duplicitous there's loads of lies there's loads of things that you kind of you're trying to work out and other people are trying to work out within it and um yeah i definitely think it's it's worth a watch i think it's it's really well done okay over on apple tv plus we have a new music talent show also arriving on friday the 24th 
It's called My Kind of Country. And here's a clip. We got together a long time ago. We were talking about how country music should stop limiting people and start opening doors. It's music brought over from all over the world. The bluegrass, the folk, the gospel. There's so many threads woven through country music. This is My Kind of Country, a music competition that travels the globe to break the next country music star. You know, we've had Pop Idol, we've had X Factor, we've had about every kind of music talent show going, but this is a country music talent show um, produced by Reese Witherspoon. And um, it's funny because I, I actually, it doesn't really matter what the music is, or when we've talked before about documentaries particularly, you kind of get involved very quickly in the music and um, you learn something and I know we both enjoy them. This is different because... I'm not a huge fan of country music, but I would, but I don't dislike it either. And I'm meeting a whole, and I work in the world of celebrity, and I'm meeting loads of different people that I sort of didn't know existed. And I suppose um, what this does, it kind of really challenges all the questions. You know, when you think of, of, of country musicians, you might think of sort of very white people. Not so, you know, and, and it challenges all of those m- misconceptions, really. And I think it, it it's it's got a different edge to it because despite it being a talent show and having those same kind of, for want of a better term, sob stories and, you know, uh, the difficulties, the path of difficulty to get to the stage and all that kind of stuff, that's all there. Yes. But it has this kind of edge to it and you're, you're learning something about a um, country music, which is just such, I mean, it's got such a following and it's just so, as we know, absolutely huge. And the prize being that the, the person who wins, um, will get a deal with Apple music, which is just, you know, obviously this is on Apple TV. So this is just such a really, really big thing. And I can see this, um, just becoming utterly huge because there are so many, so many country um, country fans and, and they're finding a new country star. So, yeah, it does what it says on the tin, nothing more, nothing less. But I think really, really very good. What did you think, Ian? I liked it. I do. I am a country music fan, particularly Steve Earle I love and Nancy Griffith. So I did enjoy it. And music talent shows on TV – there tends to be quite a lot of fluff and BS, if I'm allowed <laughs> to say that. You don't get all that with this format. So it starts off the first few episodes. Each of the three judges, I guess, it is putting on a showcase. They've chosen four musicians. So we start off with this guy, Jimmy Allen, who is a black country music star. It's a bit incongruous. He's driving a tractor <laughs> in his kind of trendy leather outfit at the beginning of it, which looks a bit weird. Anyway, he's chosen a singer from Mexico who's very much rooted in traditional Mexican music. Then you've got a guy from New Delhi in India who plays a sort of percussive style of guitar. You've got an American female singer who's very much kind of come up through the gospel tradition. And then a guy from South Africa who's a bit more rocky, And yeah, what they have to do is, each of them in this first episode, they have to do a cover version of a famous country music song. One of them does a Cat Stevens. I didn't really know the other ones. And what's good is they they don't tease any of the performances until they actually do the performance. And the the quality of musicianship is, is really, really high. There's also one of the judges. I thought, who's that guy who's got a mask on, who's sort of 
hanging around in the background. <laughs> He's this gay country singer called Orville Peck. I think that's his stage name. Who never, ever shaves his face. He always wears a mask. So I was quite intrigued by that because they didn't really, I didn't feel they introduced the series properly at the beginning. But anyway, um, I don't particularly like the, the music talent shows that we get in the UK, but I did like this. And I think you'll be, you'll be amazed at the, just the high quality of musicianship. It's great. Bit of comedy coming up for you now on BBC iPlayer. It's the return of the cleaner and here's a clip what the hell happened someone chopped his head off get out can you clean it or not all right mid summer murders keep your clogs on wish me luck <laughs> so many characters around here you poke me again you won't need that red nose adorable what fun's over clean up time so as you well know and i'm a big greg davis fan man down cuckoo taskmaster it's all good stuff well this is uh, the return of his comedy series he plays the cleaner of the title paul wiki wixted and his job is he basically cleans up crime scenes <laughs> it's you know quite a kind of grisly premise but it's very ingenious because of course it gives him a new setting in each episode uh, and a new group of characters to interact with and I often say this about people, but Davis has funny bones. There's no question about it. I absolutely just love watching him, especially watching him react to strange characters, which he does a lot in this series. So as we rejoin the action, um, Wiki, he's got a younger girlfriend. And as a result, <laughs> he's got trendy new glasses and he's wearing an earring. Kind of reminds me when Harrison Ford started wearing that earring. Do you remember that? Anyway, this first case, uh, there's been a there's been a fight in in a pub, uh, so there's blood everywhere, and you've got Dame Harriet Walter is playing the landlady, and she's absolutely terrific. It's a great, great guest starring role from her. It's really, really funny. We're going to get some later in the series. We're going to get Shaken Stevens because he does get the old celebrity guests in. But yeah, I remember when I watched the first episode of Man Down, it starts with <laughs> Greg Davis's character singing a song to his girlfriend. And in this episode, there's a hilarious bit at the end <laughs> where he's, while drunk, he's made a kind of home video of him miming to I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight by Cutting Crew. And it is absolutely hilarious so i love greg davis he, he co-writes this and i love this um yeah it, it's a really good laugh what did you think hannah yeah it's really funny and you know how much i like a belly laugh i absolutely do it is absolutely great and you're so right about the harrison ford thing but I, it sort of was applicable we talk about this a lot at home when um some of our friends get a younger girlfriend or boyfriend and that person tries to change them a bit and their style suddenly changes and then the skinny jeans come in um maybe a couple of tighter tops you know and the hair changes and it's just it's i think that's the thing that has been done here it's kind of like it's really relatable and it, you kind of pick up on things that genuinely you know happens in real life um so it, it it's, it's just funny and all the different jobs he does and um and all the silliness that goes along the way this is definitely one in a world of a lot of misery right now to tune into i'd say we're going to finish on netflix with 
a three-part documentary series. It's called Waco American Apocalypse, arriving a little bit earlier on Wednesday the 22nd of March. And here's a clip. The ultimate goal was to arrest David Koresh and to seize all of the illegal weapons. Wow, this is just um, wow, really. Um, it's obviously, again, we talk about this a lot, but kind of events happen. And I think because they're so atrocious, you almost feel like me, sort of compartmentalise them and think, okay, it's just so awful, but I can't, I, I can't keep thinking about this because it's just so upsetting. This is kind of one of those things that we all knew about. Um, well, not for, for very, very young people, um, but a lot of people knew about it. something part of history um, that they have made into um, this very, very hard-hitting documentary. And it's done in, with the music is impactful. Um, it's so kind of shocking. But, of course, it is shocking because um, this is um, unseen FBI footage um, and is a docuseries that marks the 30th anniversary of the standoff between US government agents and the religious cult, um, uh, the branch Davidians. Yeah. And I didn't know much about this sort of self-proclaimed messiah, David Koresh. Um, but again, you, you hear him talking in this, it brings it to life. It brings to life that awful day where they came against each other and if you're not somebody who I don't know easily maybe you're not easily led if you're in a cult I don't know I've never been in one but I find it fascinating these people really did believe that he was the messiah they'd have done everything and the the atrocities that went on in there um the FYI talk about the fact that he would have had sex with children just awful awful stuff that's going on in there um has been brought to life in this in in this and i found it really shocking as i say it brought back uh, kind of it was a trip down memory lane not in a good way but it kind of you remember it and takes you right back to that time and i just think when you when they managed to put something like this together okay they've done it in a really dramatic fashion but actually it was dramatic um it obviously says in, te- in texas was when it happened where it happened and um it looks at whether the deaths of so many people could have been avoided because it really was it really was a standoff they had sort of got loads of um artillery they were ready to fight um the us government you know fight the police and they believed it was, you know, to save, to give them eternal life, if you like. And it's, it was just, it's just um, quite incredible. I, I, I found it very captivating, very moving and very, and very shocking, despite knowing the story. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, it's very interesting, I must say. And, and, and the footage of the siege itself mm. is remarkable. And it, it is like something out of a war. Um, and as you say... Koresh and his followers had amassed this this huge arsenal of really powerful weapons and loads and loads of ammunition and that's why originally um the cops turned up was to investigate the fact that they thought they had lots of machine guns and so on and and then there was this standoff and 
I mean, yeah, the brainwashing that goes on in these cults is terrifying. And they have testimony from people who were part of the cults who still believe in, in that Koresh was the second coming of Jesus. And you've got cops who were involved in the siege as well. And as often happens with these cults, uh, the leader somehow always ends up getting to sleep with everyone else's wife, which is what mm. uh, Koresh did but he was clearly a very charismatic guy but i think he was always kind of building towards having a big standoff with the establishment and that's why he was building this huge arsenal of weapons i mean I think that i think that was his end game anyway um but yeah i mean it's just a stagger sure they went in like incredibly heavy-handed my goodness and and watching the footage is absolutely staggering but yeah a fascinating reminder of yeah, a very, very strange chapter in, in American history. I thought it was interesting as well, just to mention them interviewing some of the survivors. I thought that was really interesting too. Mm, absolutely. Well, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on this week. So please reveal all. Well, he's been making the headlines, of course, Jeremy Clarkson. I watched Clarkson's Farm. It was, uh, it was because we had some friends over for dinner and they said, you know what? It's really good that show. We're not supposed to like him, are we? <laughs> so I said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and watch it again myself." And also, my mum went to do diddly squat farm shop, and she said it was very muddy and there was a very huge queue. So there we go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, I of course have been watching Celebrity Bake Off, which is great. And talking of cults, um, there's a very good documentary series on Netflix called Keep Sweet pray and obey which is all about warren jeffs and the fundamentalist church of jesus christ of latter-day saints now we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering so what are we going to be talking about hannah logan roy and his scheming children battle for power in the final season of the brilliant family drama succession on sky atlantic and now tv and Kiefer sutherland plays a corporate spy who's hunted for a crime he didn't commit in rabbit hole on Paramount Plus. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime, keep watching. watching.